Whoa, 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 whoa. Testing, testing, one, two, three. There we go. Hello. Perfect. Wonderful. Good morning. Coffee down. Here. Oops, that's the wrong one. Damn it. It's... Yes. It just doesn't... I I can't get it to work anymore. Do you hear this? It's... I hear the first word, it, and then it cuts it, out. It's... It. Don hasn't had enough coffee. Really? Yeah, seems likely. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Ready for the holiday break. The little... Yeah. Thanksgiving thing we have going on. When does that happen? Most people take well, thir- Thursday this week. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and then most people don't work Friday too. Mm-hmm. The the Black Friday. Okay, is that what that's about? Yeah. Thanks for Black Friday, America. <laughs> I was going to ask you: Is that like a sale thing everywhere now? Is it? Does it? Ch- it is now. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like it's it's newish, right? Like I feel like I don't remember black friday passed a few years ago but well yeah anyway as long as i can remember here it's been a thing unfortunately it's been a shopping oh really retailers love it it's gone from being a day to like most of that week to now there's cyber monday to basically a month ahead of time you can start shopping the deals that might come out deals. for black friday deals, justin we're gonna get those deals hmm yeah, I was considering just turning the website off on Friday in protest. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever shopped B&H Photo? It's a photo company yeah, in New York. a little bit. They are, yeah. I believe, Jewish faith, and they electively turn off their website sales many times a year for yeah. religious reasons. So they'll just like, we will not take orders while... Probably getting awesome. strong, like Rosh Hashanahs going on or something like that. Pretty, pretty rare in today's age, <laughs> but they've always done it. People love them. That's cool. Yeah, and I like that. I've heard of a few different strategies which I like. Like one, I think Allbirds did something one year where they put their prices up for Black Friday, and then the excess funds went to good, you know, some good cause. Mm, I like that. Yeah, we, we we tend to either ignore it or subtly protest it in some way so i imagine yeah. we'll be following suit yeah, what, what do you do oh i i've had more or less disdain for the idea over <laughs> the years you know probably will buy something personally that is on sale that maybe i've been looking for or i don't even know yeah. but as a business it's I've always had a lot of oh, stupid. I don't want to do a sale right now. You know, like I was talking to Ricky about that this morning because I was working on it when he came in. It mm. it's always in our weird little sales of Mac products. It's always generated revenue, like more than it would otherwise. And it's even in the the mess of how much gets sent out, like email wise and marketing wise. Enough yeah. people still catch it that it's one of the better sales like revenue periods of the year for us that. I just keep yeah. doing it because it's like, I think people look forward to it now. The people that, you know, are our annual customers of like calendars that they mm, look forward okay. to, they, they wait for that. I think they know <laughs> it's coming and purchase it. And so anyway, I was contemplating since this is the first year we've really had 
something to sell for the CNC business, we'll probably try and do something for that too, I think. Just because of the same reasons, it's like it generates yeah. revenue, but mm. Mm. it works for this once or twice a year thing. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. do I argue with that logic? Yeah. You don't do... Yeah. yeah. What's your protests? I'm curious about your protests. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just against the concept of it, I suppose, of, you know, if it results in people buying things they don't need... I feel like that's problematic, but yeah, if it results in people buying things that they do need from good businesses, then what's the harm? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'll just carry on and as, as my business coach said to me once, people just don't don't hang yourself by your ethics. <laughs> that's good. Mm. We hmm. should clap. Clap, clap, clap. Three, two, one. Ah, hmm. hmm. oh, do you know what we so, so. Next, so so next time I was thinking about this we need to yeah. clap with more em- gusto or more emphasis yeah. more gusto like yeah. jazz hands afterwards <laughs> 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 what is going on over there we sold some pedestals ATC pedestals nothing crazy I think I think your analysis of that there probably is some decision paralysis happening even if it looks simple to me i think i've thought about it a lot there's just there's a lot of choice still and Mm. i think it's somewhat inevitable and i've tried to think ways out of that as much as possible but i think it just amounts to like there's not two options there's not four options kind of like if you have one machine i guess it narrows it down like a shop saber specifically we kind of give a yeah. suggestion of what you should get. but So, yeah, I think we'll end up doing a lot of consulting on what people... Like, I have a call with somebody after this about what they should get. and Yeah. So. People like a recommendation. Yeah. Like, I think that helps with a recommendation or just a narrowing of options. Like, if you could have a filter, which is... Maybe this is overcomplicating, but if you could, like, pre-select, I've got this machine... Mm-hmm. It goes, well, these, you know, give them the A, B, yep, yep. C of like, cool, choose from these three sizes and just knock out like 3,000 variables or whatever. <laughs> whatever oh, you're up to over 3,000. Jeez. <laughs> it's only like 90. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like sell yeah. two packs or three packs yeah. or something. So it's like, cool, I'll get the middle size set because that seems like the... Oh, you give me a thought. Yeah. You know how you can like link to variants? Yeah. We have, I'm going to do that. We have like the suggestion for Shop Saber users, which are most of our customers, I think at this point. And they're down on the page farther. And I just realized I should have a link to the variant that they should have. And then I think it'll obviously still allow them to choose options after that. But it'll yes load the page that way, I think. Maybe, I don't know. So then they'll have yeah, pre-selected one portion. Mm-hmm. Defines the starting selection for the variant. The variant yeah. hell. Variant um, hell, yeah. Might sound like back to the variant hell. Variant um, hell. It's too, yeah, too cheery. Yeah, we use that a fair bit. <laughs> like that. We use that a bit where we... It's way too long. The back cave with Justin. I love Batman. <laughs> all the things going there. Yeah, pretty good. I've been on the tools all week. Mm-hmm. Just been a guilty pleasure. We've got... People away, either sick 
miscellaneous or doing fun things, John. Johnny's off doing a handmade, like a traditional chair making course this week. Oh. Which I'm very jealous of. Yeah. So he's playing with spoke shaves and hand planes. And so Josh and I have been covering him on the machines, which has been great fun. Yeah. Again, whenever I get that opportunity, it's just I can't wipe the smile off my face. But meanwhile, all the marketing and bigger picture stuff that I'm supposed to be working on just goes down the toilet. Mm. But it's been fun. It's been pretty hectic here again because we've been a bit short staffed. Like, yeah. And there's, it's the pointy end of the year. So there's a lot of jobs going out the door. But I like we're managing. Pointy <laughs> end of the year is a great phrase. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> Just stabbed you a little um, bit. Yeah, so the pressure's on, and we're dealing with it okay, I think. We're getting through it. There'll be, we've got a the whiteboard in the lunchroom at the moment. It's like, right, who can work on the weekend? Which hours, days can you do? The way it's pulling in all resources to get it done. Yeah. Which, you know, classically when we do that, <laughs> other things fall apart, like quoting drops off and... You know, and then we don't have any work in January, so we're just trying really hard to hustle, but also maintain our discipline and ensure that quotes go out and yeah, sure keep selling. So, but yeah, sales are looking really healthy for the month. Kind of November's, we're clawing our way back up. Yeah, with November after a couple of slow months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. Good times. Good times. Did you get your pencil sharpener, broke some tools, you know. It's all good. Did you get your mustache on? My mustache. My mustache. Uh, On the pencil sharpener. Mm. (laughs) I did. And I think it might have been the result. It might have possibly broken a tool. I reckon. Hmm. I put a couple of bits of brush strip on the top tools of the pencil sharpener yesterday after mocking it up in cardboard as that video I sent you. Mm-hmm. The pencil sharpener hasn't featured on the social media for a while because it just looks like this hot glue, like cardboard contraption. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I put, put some brush strip on it yesterday and I broke a tool a couple of hours later. First, like catastrophic tool failure. Wow. Um, I heard something go past me like, <clears throat> and I think maybe looking at it might have got itself a little bit wrapped up in a brush because the vacuum was kind of pulling the brush towards the tools. I'm not 100% sure. The tool was also getting quite blunt, dull. So maybe the tool pressure was just too much for it. And also my other theory is that because whenever we crash it, which is not super regularly, but when it does get crashed, we used to beat it with a hammer, as I've described, back into true. But we've got this new technique now, which we've been doing where we just like use the jogging jog the axes to flex the tool and slowly bring it back into true to like bend the spindle back interesting into into form so you like jog it up against the chuck and like you go to incremental jog mode and you go check it check it yeah that's kind of more a gentle low impact way to correct it but i think because we're putting all that pressure through the tool maybe we've been yeah i don't know stressing it Pushed a part out of a fixture doing exactly that on accident on the mill. (laughs) Ah, really? Not great. 
I, I get like jump. my mind goes a little bit backwards, like trying to use the jog pendant thing. I, oh, yeah, I yeah. sometimes I know I need to go a certain way. I'll look at it and I'll go that way. <laughs> and then the table moves the opposite way that I think it's going to go. So I've jogged some parts on accident. Didn't break tools yeah. somehow. I don't know. Probably put it out mm-hmm. of uh, alignment, though, like you're saying. Tool yeah. itself. How is the mill going? Haven't had a lot of work on it since I've been yeah. spending so much time on basically marketing. And then the catch-up of all the other stuff. My email was a mess after that. Doing some quotes. Cam for jobs we need to finish. Did I ever describe... I was just thinking as you were talking about the run-out situation or like tools out of alignment i think i've through a series of things remember when i was having issues with the thread billing not being set in the right spot yeah i don't exactly know what that cause was particularly but i was like messaging with like rob lockwood and i stumped him for a while which i felt good about because he's pretty unstumpable and it came down to being made better by i was using like a hundred mil extension like tool holder with mm-hmm. the thread mill at the end of that and there's a chance that we were are we actually need to tram the spindle for the first time on that shop saver so i have one of those Ooh. tools coming to tram it and it seems that which doesn't make a whole lot of sense still but that by shortening that all up as tight as i could it went back to being almost concentric like a perfect center which doesn't make any sense it was you think it'd be out all over the place but it was more out in x but I don't understand why it's shifting one way versus the other. I guess it, if it's tilted that way, then it would cut deeper on one and lighter on the other. But shortening all up, now my I made basically concentric threads. That makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, right? The funny thing is it works. The thread worked fine right. it, in the piece, and the client tried it and loved it. So I had done all that R&D cool. on like plywood parts, basically, and then did one aluminum part and then did the real part with... A, the short tool holder i actually thought i was going to run out of travel okay. is why i put the long tool holder in the first place mm-hmm. so tell me when you threaded the aluminium mm-hmm. did you multi is it multi-pass in terms of stepping out into the thread most of it was two passes it? and I, the whole variation of like lighter first pass lighter second pass lighter first you know and like mm. when i was testing it all I mean, it, it makes sense, I guess, in some regard. It still feels odd that it was off in just that one direction. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, the crazy here's the crazy thing. I put an indicator on it before all of this when it was in the original tooler, and the runout was like nothing for that machine. It was like spot on. It wasn't crazy wobbly or all over the place on the on the shaft of the tool well, on the tool holder. I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, run out wouldn't result in that lack of concentricity. It would just give you a concentricity, thank you. No. No, it would just give you like an oversized feature. Like whenever I get run out, threading is just like everything moving. gets too big. That's like, true. you know, female thread, it's just like, Whoa. that's true. Everything gets too big. Yeah. Uh, but tram is interesting. Tram, maybe. I can't quite wrap my head around that, but I wonder whether that's, the des- that's the, a bit frightening if your tram's off that far. The design of the Shop Saber's tram scenario, or like how it's mounted, I've read enough of other people saying that's not great. It doesn't seem to tighten down as much as it should. 
uh, or it's hard to tighten it yeah. down or adjust it. So you have to kind of like loosen it all up and then move it around and then hope it's tight when you bring it back. So I haven't done that yet. Somehow we've yeah, never had right. to, but anyway. I think you'd see it in your spoil board when you're surfacing. We if just was... saw it recently. First time ever. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So that all started to like, as I was like, oh, this isn't working while your tool holder. It's not making sense. Maybe it's the tram. And I like did a sweep with an indicator right. in the, in like I bought a certain one for that. And it really wasn't that far off. It's like tense. So maybe I just don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's likely. Mm, cheers. 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 So we won an award last week. Ooh. I saw that. Tell me about it couple well we went to the casino as promised mm-hmm. thank you for the casino royale <laughs> sound clip in the edit and as expected i was quite <clears throat> disgusted crossing the the threshold into this <laughs> building but now once we're in there and had been fed a lot of wine and we had a good night it's good fun aaron sarah and i were all there a couple of other people we knew at the table and we had a good night it was fun so yes sarah won best like team member, employee of the year. Nice. In the co- cohort, which she was a bit mortified about having to go up on stage. And like butter one business of the year in our category. So that was a nice, nice thing to have happened. Very nice. That's cool, man. It was like a thing that, that cool. ha- who voted or like was it the company you were working with? Yeah, they, it was determined based on our sort of financial performance which ah. i was surprised about well i was like i don't feel like we're doing that well but then yep apparently we're making progress <laughs> so that's exciting Very we nice. are making progress we're on yeah the, we're on the right track yeah um, yeah you describing having such a drastic change in the last couple of years basically year and a half it's been interesting because it's like basically as long as I've been talking to you. So it seems like you've always had this success, this version of your business. So it would have been interesting to have started a year before that and seen you go, whoa, 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 we're doing great. <laughs> like this big change happened. I guess it was yeah, probably more I mean, subtle of a change over time, maybe too. Not like all at once. Yeah. No, it's been very subtle. Slow, up and down, you know. Yeah. But, but trending in the right direction. That's cool. Very, very, like, I think I messaged you. It's like, um, I don't know who you're up against, but I think it seems well-deserved. <laughs> Thanks. So did your brush strips finally turn up for the baby pants? They are somewhere in the middle of the country on the way to us, supposedly. Oh, okay. Without any warning, I got a, a email to our fresh desk from an accountant at that company. And they were like, we don't have an email to invoice you. And I was like, well, that's weird. I've been emailing with a salesperson one way who hasn't <laughs> responded to me in two months. So you'd think I'd have an email with you, but I guess that kind of makes sense that they haven't responded forever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a full recap on it yet, but I've, I've noted wanted to noted wanting to rehash some of this because the kind of rundown is I ordered this stuff middle of July custom brush for the dust boots mm-hmm. similar to what we use now it's a longer length it's a very small order i think he made an accommodation potentially i forget for what they're used to i think they're used to thousands and thousands of feet of material mm-hmm. sure. so 
to do the custom, they've put at the end of that, that normal product run and they just like missed it multiple times. Like nobody caught it when they were supposed to be running it. Seemingly only my salesperson knew about it. Who's the manager of sales. And so, you know, they wouldn't even say anything when they missed it. I would just have to follow up and go, Hey, you said it was going to ship by, you know, the first week of August. It's the second week. What's going on? And that didn't get responded to for like six weeks. Even though I repeatedly called, emailed, just over and over, mm. nothing. I finally got a response in like, I think I said like October, by calling this the main line of this company. And the receptionist answered and apologized at the situation. Got me an answer the same day about a date, which then passed again. Twice. <laughs> the sales manager finally got back to me months later and was like, didn't even say sorry that I remember. He was just like... So yeah, we're going to get it made. I think you might have said sorry. It was very like light. Didn't didn't even bring up that I had been like calling him and leaving voicemails and I think one time he answered and then hung up. Like it's just an absurd situation. So all of a sudden it just sent it just we just this week got an email or last week like hey, I need somebody to bill for this. It's shipped and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Oh. Oh, it shipped. Holy crap. And that person was also very apologetic and like, I can't believe this has happened. You know, I work in accounting, but if there's a problem again, I'll try and... And I was like, I, I can't imagine making another order with your company. Like, this is absurd. I know there's pandemic problems, but you gave me no reason to believe that ahead of time. Sounds like... Maybe playing devil's advocate a little bit, but it sounds like you're the wrong customer for them. Like, if your order was too small... Seemingly. For their systems when someone agreed to it. The sales manager. It it sounds like the sales manager should have said no and he didn't. Seemingly. And then that that resulted in in an order that was, you know, outside their normal systems and then just kept on falling off the truck. Like I can relate to that in the sense of like you want to help a customer out and you say yes to a job you probably shouldn't say yes to, and then because it's ill-fitted to your systems, it like you don't then don't serve them very well because oh yeah, it kind of you know falls, you know, I totally, falls outside of something. Totally believe the same, but to that I, I to just like not respond or oh I know to just yeah, continuously yeah. just like yeah. So I've been I mean like I said to the I, somebody I said you know this has just been embarrassing for me. And our customers and it's, you know, people keep asking when and I keep having to say, I don't even know, you know, like, and it's not like there's just like a plethora of other companies making this stuff. So Mm. I'm probably going to look into somebody else. But anyway, it's supposedly on the way should be here like when we're gone this week. So we'll we'll be making some of that next week, hopefully. And hopefully it's right. And what we thought Mm. it was. So can you clarify for me? Because I've never quite understood this. Will this brush... Like, will you have to make a new HDPE part that this brush is fitted into or it will replace the brush that's in that current, like, plate, removable plate? It could be either. It's taken Ricky some time to get good at installing the brush. I I can do it. I'm not great at it. Ricky's got the skills down to get it in there with the glue and the... and so glued in there. We could absolutely sell brush to people or ship brush to people, but 
it's just not that simple. And so we'll probably make new plates to send too, because it's, it just kind of yeah. comes better as an assembly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got a situation that kind of sucks with the shop saber folk that, you know, I had, we had pitched it as you can tool change without removing it on this rack that smashed the brush because that was kind of the precedent with how shop saber's original version was. And we had used that yeah. for years and it got a little fuzzy and smashed in the edges, but still, I mean, let's be honest, it never really worked very well. So maybe that was part of the misunderstanding on my part was that once our brush got a little smashed, didn't bounce back well, and that really changed the performance after it was smashed in that area. And so mm. rightfully so, those people have been you know frustrated. And so I've just been trying everything I can to think of ways to solve that. The pedestals being the top one, uh, we mm. have a couple other thoughts about how we could potentially make other brushes that have solutions for that. But yeah, it's been that's been really stressful trying to figure out how to never have been intending to make a false claim about how you could use the product, but it it didn't perform as expected that had that situation. Mm. Sucks, baby pants. Look, I love it. Fanboy over here, having been on the machines again this week, it just struck me on numerous occasions how good it is because... <laughs> We don't we don't have crashes anymore. Like it has saved so many, like so many jobs where we you we used to have like a little part between parts like lift up and like just crash into our metal dust hood. Yeah, that's wild. I can't imagine that. That, that can running that sort of steel dust hood like very close to the surface of the material. So any little part that would jump up, being mm-hmm. sucked up by vacuum, very easy to result in a crash. Sometimes you don't even notice and then like it's drilled a full sheet of holes and then all the cutouts are in the wrong slot. They're all positioned. Painful. So yeah, the like having that brush design baby pants just, just saves that because everything just passes through it happily and it's not picking up all those little bits. So your, your rotary tool changer machines are like the best candidate for this thing. Especially because they have the small <laughs> starting orifice, small port. Yeah, yeah. It is, we've had a handful of others, like I said, from your influence of showing it, I think that from Australia spe- specifically and other AXYZ machines, actually, I haven't really mm. found a way to like communicate with them yet, but I've had a couple people order them, one in the UK and that that rotary changer thing with the arm that goes up and down is like my favorite. I love that thing because doesn't affect the dust boot at all <laughs> yeah it's perfect yeah we do have a <laughs> spacer that we're finishing up hopefully to be on sale probably early december that will oh, yeah. be able to be added another 12 mil basically half an inch and then we'll probably have oh, other thicknesses too videos. Mm-hmm. yeah nice. works pretty well it was kind of a mute point for so many of our Shop saver customers, unless you wanted to take it off yourself, because it would have crashed because they hit the stupid bar rack that messes stupid up all the brushes. Bar. So, but we've had a few customers that have made their own too, which is kind of cool. Like hacked their own. Yeah. I, that's a, that's an interesting topic. I'd be curious your thoughts. Would you provide CAD files, two D files, three D files of the dust boot? layout so that people could make their own parts or would you mm. withhold that or keep it for yourself to be making those accessories 
or both. <clears throat> this is a thing I've not been able to rationalize too clearly yet. Look, I don't think it's a big deal. Anyone who wants to will be able to measure it and work it out to make accessories. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't see any harm in supplying that, just that yeah. that base pattern with the mm-hmm. pins so that you can yeah. do stuff. But, yeah, don't know. There's that, and then there's, I was thinking it's it's common with more work holding for like mills and, you know, non-routers, I suppose, that you can get solid, bo- you know, solid step files of like a vice so that you can put it in your work holding of your modeling. Yeah. And so I've yeah. thought about like, is that something that we should potentially provide or just like considered for like the pedestals like is that a thing i mean it's not going to affect cam really but for machine design like if you're making a custom machine like is that something that should be like a simplified version cool yeah i can see that system working really nicely for uh, custom machine design like if you're building a router from scratch and specifying that tool change yeah absolutely i'd love that to be the case because what's cool is we can parametrically like scale all those parts Mm -hmm. different uses yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, little PDX branded step files. Drop them in. Great. Why not? <laughs> They're all just blue. <laughs> Got someone coming in for a, an interview this morning. Oh. Looking to hire. Mm-hmm. What can you say? Mm, not much. It's for the, it's for the That's it. Know, production operator production operator role as we call it which is just like you know workshop everything maker mm-hmm. yep workshop assistant yeah cool we've kind of we haven't advertised yet but we have been putting that form on the website it's been really useful we nice. had a whole bunch of people fill it out did you it's advertise really that nice at all to just i don't think so no well we put it we put it in uh, one of the show notes i don't know if you got any clicks from we that put, but. yeah <laughs> we chatted about it here now i think there have been <laughs> clicks from that no we sort of we haven't put out any ads yet but we've been doing that and just sort of qualifying people as they come in through the form and having a chat and kind of recruiting it's kind of means our recruiting process is all the time and just like mm-hmm. it's always going on in the background which is good i feel good about that that'll be interesting hopefully try and get some Extra hands on the floor because we really need it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that came through that form. It wasn't like a yeah. personal referral or like you said, people show up and you're just like, hey, you should work here. <laughs> no, <laughs> through the form, yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool, very nice. I On that mm. note, not going to remember his name. I was listening to With Intolerance. <laughs> you listen to that podcast at all? Dylan. Occasionally, yeah. Dylan. I kind of spot in and out on different episodes too. I was talking to the guy that works at Hadrian. Jesse, I want to say. Jesse Gold, mm-hmm. something, something, something. Jamie Underwood, you nincompoop. He has a really interesting background. He like was, he worked as a, on the start, like the team that started up Tesla, I guess, and now works at this startup B type company i don't really fully understand called hadrian but he was he has a lot of good experience and seems to be quite the team builder of 
manufacturing people and just had a lot of, I'll put that in here. It was, it was a good listen. It, he is very, I think it's very cool. on the same thought process of you and I about hiring people. And he was talking about how he's hired like line cooks intentionally to be machinists because of mindset awesome. and like think thought yeah. process and that that's the way he sees growing the industry and not like through a traditional process of going to a school that's specific to machining because there's just so few of those people, I guess, or I don't, I guess I don't have a mm-hmm. good reasoning for that. There's not enough of them or he likes the, the process of finding somebody by like temperament and, and personality a different way. And one of the things he said that really struck me, I think Dylan asked him, what do you look for, you know, when you're hiring or during an interview with somebody? And he said that one of his favorite questions to ask is, so what was something you fucked up and like, how did it affect other people? And he's like, and what's really effective is when you use the F word in an interview, it immediately like brings the level of seriousness and like formality, especially on the candidate side down. Mm-hmm. And he says that in particular, I, I've thought about this like five times afterwards. It's so brilliant that people that can answer that question honestly and give you examples of like, how did it affect other people and how did you resolve that problem? That they, if they can answer it well, they have a good level of like emotional maturity and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not to say that they don't otherwise, but it's just a really good marker if like they can describe that well. I just love that That's phrase. Awesome. Of, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll add that to our standard yeah. interview question list. <laughs> yeah. Just smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super smart guy. Cool. I enjoyed that interview a yeah. lot. Yeah, yes, please. Link link us up. I did listen to one of his episodes. Mm, just this week actually the his book club episode oh yeah i have that one to listen to Mm -hmm. i need a book to read too but i think the first first one was like 12 chapters to listen to and i was like oh no (laughs) time to read 12 (laughs) chapters (laughs) i think dylan actually Mm. once in a while listens to this show which is nice no thank you dylan do you or have you or do you ever journal i did a thing for a few years where I would basically journal, yeah. It was like a mindfulness mm. attempt where I would always, I, I still do it to this day. I'll get into work and I just like immediately like, I got to do all the stuff. And my intent was like to like stop and think about what I wanted to do. And and I mean, it's a little like mushy, but like to be aware of other people and like what I'm thankful for. And it was actually really good. Mm. I just have gotten back into the habit of like, just race to get stuff done. (laughs) What's your journaling experience? Minimal, but I'm trying to get better at it because I think I would find it very valuable. Yeah. I did it a bit in my youth. I used to keep a visual diary, you know, Mm. which was kind of a combination of journaling and sketching. Yeah. On me at all times in my 20s, but I've definitely fallen out of that habit. And yeah, I've just there's been a few things lately which have made me think that I would really benefit from it. Same as you, like getting yeah. into the shop and just be like, right, what's mm-hmm. hot? What's next? Like rushing into the day with no planning. And yeah, I've never been a good planner. I'm always just shiny object syndrome of like, what next? So I think it would help me build awareness around what I'm doing and yeah and as you say like 
greater awareness of my engagements with people too because I think I have this thing going on where I'm so conflict adverse and always have been and I also have a really terrible memory for anything relating to like emotional like I can't remember how I felt about situations in the past which Laura finds hilarious she's a, she has to remind me like what my reaction was to a situation or a person like a year ago. Oh, that's right. You were happy when our children were born, remember? <laughs> so I, I came up with this theory as part of like one of the coaching sessions earlier this week. A theory came out of that of like, oh, maybe I'm like deliberately at some level unconsciously forgetting about those experiences as a way of like protecting myself against anything that could feel look or feel like conflict so i thought yeah journaling daily would be a great tool to sort of help combat that combat that sort of emotional amnesia damn it so, yeah, Jim, you're, to gonna, build a habit. you're gonna push me into another one of your habits that i need to be doing <laughs> making me think that, so, yeah so it was always really so good for me that. and i got out of that habit and now i'm yeah. like I should be doing that again. What's I going to say? I've been I've been using the medication function on my Apple Watch to remind me <laughs> to nice. do it. It's like go and take your pills. Medicine <laughs> time. <laughs> my the the synthesis. I'll see if I have a version of this that's not that's shareable. If anybody's interested, but it was really helpful for me. It's probably what I'll go back to. Is I kind of combined a few things I had been reading about. And it was like a hot thing basically a decade ago, maybe eight years ago to do some mindfulness practice, which is kind of like meditation. But for me, I never really yep. could get into like the sitting and meditating thing. And where I did good thinking and helped process things was to leave it open-ended, but it always kind of started as this 15-minute timer on my phone of like not touching the phone, not being distracted mm -hmm. by other devices either writing or sketching. And I called it BTWS, which is be thankful, write or sketch. And nice. I always had to write down three things that I was thankful for, which just sounds really, I realized to this audience probably is like, what are you talking about? Justin, stop. But to, to be like frank about it, it, it started to change the way I thought throughout the day. Mm. It, it affected me positively in a way that made me more positive. Like I, I can say that genuinely, like it, it was effective, made me communicate differently with people around me. So it was really good. And, mm -hmm. you know, I explaining it now again, thinking like, what the hell am I doing that? How can you walk away from something that was so effective? <laughs> you know, I, all the ideas that come from processing either your fears or the whole point was like, it's almost like getting over the white page syndrome, right? Like the blank page syndrome of, yeah. oh, it's too hard to write for 15 minutes. It's like, just start, make a list. That was always my my yeah. one thing was make a list of all the things I'm thinking about. And then eventually I'd start to like write about the things in more detail. And usually afterwards, I always felt better. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Anyway, Sounds like a great my version. It reminds me of when was Grimsmo was talking about doing 75 hard. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was some exercise. I don't know if it was part of that or around the same time where he was trying to like go to sleep thinking about like what he mm. was grateful for. Interesting. So I, don't, I, don't, I might have missed exercise that part. At the end of every day where he'd like try and list three things or something that he was grateful for that day, which I 
I've yeah, like I've tried to do that once. <laughs> it's quite challenging. But like anything, I think if you can build a habit around these things, they can become very effective. BTWS. Yeah, it's nice. really interesting. I remember thinking and feeling unoriginal. And I think maybe this is you probably relate to this like mm. in in being thankful, all I could think of was the same thing sometimes. You know, like my wife, my health, my this time to work on these things. And it was like mm. eventually I was just like, no, I you know, honestly, it's like it was fine. And it helped me move on from like the like constant cons- being concerned. And maybe that was just like juvenile designer syndrome or something where, yeah, I always felt like I had to do something, uh, you know, ostentatious and like better than everything else. And I was like, wait, this is for me. Who the hell cares? Like, if I'm thankful for that thing, like, why am I judging myself about that? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Got a good, good selection of show titles. Juvenile designer syndrome. still affecting me today does juvenile designer syndrome affect your daily mood ask your doctor about shutting the hell up (laughs) i have a weird one that um i think is probably more well known to the true machinist heads out there i've heard of this thing where if you buy a face mill you usually buy the face mill the inserts the thing that the tool holder, basically, it all goes together. Spend a bunch of money. Uh-huh. And there's supposedly this, like, secret menu order where you can say, hey, is there a deal on these face mills if I buy some inserts? And apparently, this is well known, especially these Mitsubishi ASX that everybody loves, that seems yeah. so good. If you say this to, like, your tool de- vendor, they'll go, yeah, here it is. And you can basically buy 20 inserts for like 18 bucks a piece and get the face mill mm-hmm. body for free, which is like $400. Oh, cool. They just give it to you. So it's like, feels like buying printers and like you get a deal on the printer, but the ink mm-hmm. is like a mortgage payment. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. I kind of got that through some friends that some people Super didn't know source. these deals. And so I bought a ASX face mill for the mill because I've been needing to face these parts of the the pedestals and my travel runs out so i need a different face mill that fits that area that's a little bit smaller and fits those parts and so it was cool 376 dollars instead of 776 for the same thing if you just bought them separately yeah pretty sweet deal excellent i've always loved the look of face mills they're very aggressive looking very attractive yeah they are i used one once on a it was CNC, but like a converted Bridgeport CNC, like fully oh, yeah, exposed. Yeah. yeah. Knee that a friend used to keep in our workshop and I I faced some acetyl once on it and it's just like cut rained with static huge chips of acetyl. <laughs> Good times. That sounds a little erotic to me. I I love using the face mill I have. It's like almost two and a half inches from Meritool, which is nice. It's a great tool, mm. but it's just too big. For how big the bases are, the pedestals, it runs yeah. out of travel <laughs> before it gets off the part and it's a disaster. Like finish wise, this should work fine. Should speed it up drastically. I've been using this stupid, I told you about it, I think the fly cutter that only has one insert. Oh yeah. And it's it goes six inches a minute to get across those parts. It's very slow, and the finish I haven't really dialed, it's kinda of crappy. I'm excited about this thing. <laughs> that is that is very slow. So slow. Awesome. Good. 
Cool, man. We have a secret show upcoming. We have our planning and recording date. So that should come out monthly if you are a Patreon member. So get in on that. And we haven't figured out exactly how it comes out yet, but you'll probably get an email through Patreon, I think. And then you'll get a separate Mm, RSS feed for yourself that'll go on your podcaster, podcast catcher soon. Yeah, I'm, look, First I'm one looking soon. forward to recording that. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yes. All the juicy details. Hey. <laughs> Tell you all the secrets. Secrets. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go try and not get stuck on a CNC machine. You're running the rest of the week still? No tools? No, I'm going to try and get off the tools today. Ah. Other things I need to attend to, but we'll see. See how it goes. Yeah. Nice. Well, you just yeah. start them and then run away, like... Go do something else while they're running, right? Mm. Bring your laptop out, work mm. right next to it. I have been doing that. That's been nice yeah. to get out on the floor. Yeah. It's always hard to like switch back and forth, though. You don't really get that much thought process into the other thing. Not when the pencil sharpness behind me crashing. <laughs> Shooting no. thread mills at you. All right. Well, cool, well, have a good week. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Mm? Bye. Bye.